You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast with Katherine Banco. I'm on a mission to celebrate breakthrough, empowerment, and shameless living in the lives of women everywhere. Join me and let's live unashamed together. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Heart and Soul. Today, I am joined by Sydney Sophias, the lifestyle curator and creator behind The Working Girl. Welcome to the podcast, Sydney. Thank you so much for having me on this morning. Yeah, it's funny because where you're at in Canada, which is really far from where I'm at, um, it's the morning for you and it's the afternoon for me. So I'm like in the future. Well, good morning. I'm really glad to have you on the pod. Um, why don't you tell my listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do? So I'm Sydney Sophia. So you actually pronounced it perfectly. Everybody butchers my last name. It's Spanish. No one knows. Um, and I run, I've been running a lifestyle blog for the last, this will be my eighth year. Wow. And we range on topics from everything. It is lifestyle based. So a lot of home organization, skincare, I've gotten very deep into the wellness space lately. And yeah, that's what I do. I've been doing that for eight years. Like I said, but I, when did I quit my job? I actually come from an advertising background. So it's kind of interesting the trajectory of my career, even from school, because that's where I actually started my blog. It wasn't named the same thing, but it was part of my marketing program. Okay. Um, yeah. So I can go way back. So. Well, I feel like, um, what you do is a lot of like marketing and advertising, just like you get to market things that you actually love <laughs> instead of, you know, maybe working for the man and clocking in hours and not doing or not, I guess like not enjoying or being passionate about what you do. So like, when did you go all in on like, this is what I do full time and kind of leave. Cause I did the same thing. I had, I mean, I think any entrepreneur when they start their own business, like they're usually working multiple jobs the first few years trying to make it work and fund it and, you know, make ends meet. Um, so when did, when did you make the choice of I'm going all in and why at that moment were you ready? So after university, I did get my business degree, which is neither here nor there. I got <laughs> hired at an advertising agency. So I think it works for some people and for others, maybe it doesn't align. I was in a really, really good program where we, it was all very hands-on. We were working with real companies. So I got a lot out of my degree program, but I know that's not the same for everyone. And then I got hired shortly after that at an ad agency, which I loved. You know, it was kind of everything that I thought I wanted for myself. I grew up, it's going to date me here, but I grew up in the era of like Reese Witherspoon rom-coms. She got the guy, she got the big job, she lived in New York. And that's mm. kind of like, oh my God, like if I could do anything, like that's kind of what I would want to do. So when I got hired on an ad agency, this was like, Instagram was still very new. There were not influencers, like that didn't exist. There were mainly just a few bloggers and I saw an opportunity. And I think the aha moment for me was, like I said, I, I kind of have always been somebody who's wanted a big career. And I was very prepared to like climb the corporate ladder and do whatever I needed to do to become like 
a director or, or like a creative director, or like so, like my big bosses. That's what I wanted to be or so I thought. And I remember distinctly one day, I was obviously kind of doing the grunt work at the ad agency. I was there for two and a half years, but um, my bosses had these really big, important, flashy jobs. They also had young children at home. And I just remember being there super late and working like through dinner time as a lot of people do. And maybe that's not a big deal to a lot of people, but I just kind of found like one day I just looked at my boss and I was like, she literally is here every day till like nine or 10 at night. She never is at home like having dinner with her family or her kids. And that kind of just like hit me one day. And I just thought to myself, like, is this really what I want? Like, why do I want this? Do I want this just for the title to say that I have a big job and I work in like the posh part of town, you know, it was like a big loft and it was, it was very like mad men vibe. But at the end of the day, I just kind of had to look at like what I actually want for my life and the quality of life I am wanting to have. And so at that moment, I kind of just had a bit of clarity where I was like, I don't know if this is actually what I want to do. So let me just like get my school project blog that I had started as part of my degree. That's the reason I had to start a blog anyways, it was part of, partially for my credits. We had to like upkeep it during our program. So at this point at that agency, I kind of went back to that and decided, you know what? this is kind of cool. This is something I could create on my own, on my own terms. And maybe I should just use this as sort of like a visual portfolio where I can kind of like practice my writing and practice my photography and network in the city and sort of like get myself well connected so that in the event that I chose to not be at that agency anymore or pivot in whatever way, I had something in my back pocket that I could continuously build on and then I started getting random emails from like brands uh, asking to promote their products. And then I really kind of like, okay, you can make money doing this. And even if this isn't like my number one thing right now, I can kind of like do it on the side until it makes sense. Yeah. I probably didn't choose like the best time to quit my job. I was like at a point where I just felt extremely ready, but it was, it was like right before my wedding. So there was a lot going on. And actually, it's funny now that you bring up the blog name because I'm at the point now where I'm sort of like shifting that whole thing because I feel like I've evolved so much over the last eight years. Like When I first started, I was living at home. I was not engaged. I didn't have my dog, nothing. Since then, I've moved into like our family home. We've had a baby, gotten married, got a dog. Like my whole entire life has changed so much and now I do this for a living so I feel like now I'm sort of transitioning into the next phase of my career whatever that looks like yeah I can totally I can actually really relate to a lot of what you said I like I grew up in the same era as you so data says you will um but I remember watching those rom-coms too and being like wow, I can't like almost like a 13 going on 30 vibe, like where you're, where she would dress up every day and like go to the office and then like have dinners after and happy hours. And it was very like, oh, this is how I expect my life to look. And, um, I ended up working in Dallas after I graduated, like in a 
big office downtown and I hated it. Like, and it, it's not that it was, um, like a negative environment or anything. It was just like, Oh, I thought like, I thought I should want this, but I realized I don't. Um, Mm -hmm. and then when you have a child, I don't know about you, but like, I, I just had a baby last year. And when you have a baby, like, Oh, congrats. It, it kind of, I guess it just like reroutes your mind and your, like your priorities. And I think like what I really caught on about your story is even you like maybe wanting to rebrand and like change the name of your blog is like life is constantly this like ebb and flow and changing and transitioning into new seasons. And you kind of have this expectation for your life and then life actually happens and you forget to like factor that part in like, Oh, like I could change too. You know, you don't, yeah. you don't expect to change like that. And it's okay to change. Like yeah. for people to expect that my blog or my tone or my writing or my style would say the same after like eight years is like kind of crazy. So yeah. it makes sense. And also with the having a kid, like it really just kind of for me was like, what is the point? Like, what is the point of a lot of this? Yeah. Like social media. Yeah. I mean, I kind of have a bit of a love hate relationship with social right now. But and it, why is so- that? <gasps> um, <laughs> uh, it's it's like a double edged sword because it's obviously how I make a living. Yeah. I love Instagram. Okay, I love Instagram. I love more than anything being able to connect with my community that in the last two years for me has been like everything. I would much rather go that route than make millions of dollars or have millions of followers. And I just think, I don't know. I, again, like, I don't know if it's like a combination of things, if it's the last two years and everything that's come with that just for everyone. I don't know if it's just me personally and just things that I've gone through in the last little while, or if it's like a combination of that and having a child. Like, I just feel like there's so much noise on, on online right now. It's like, and I just kind of feel like we're all just <laughs> dancing monkeys. Like yeah. Perform- performing for everyone and that's when I'm like what is the point of this and not to say that there's anything wrong with any of that like there's nothing wrong with going on TikTok there's nothing wrong with influencers there's nothing wrong I think it, it depends on what your point it, like what your goal is in this like some people are on Instagram because they want millions of followers and they just want to make money on Insta and you can do that like you can make tons of money that's not for me. Like some people are creators and just want to create video content and that's cool. But I guess it just depends on like your point of everything. And so I guess my point is just that it just sounds, it it just seems so loud right now. And I think everyone is just kind of like in reaction, in reaction mode and like feeling like they have to perform, like I said, in order to be relevant. And I don't like that of it because I don't want to live on this app 24 7 but I also love being able to pick it up and storytell and share my day and like really like be vulnerable with people I love that part of it and I love also building something visual online like that is really cool but like I said I don't know I just 
maybe it's my age. Like maybe I don't know. TikTok, I don't know if TikTok is for me. I just sometimes I'm just like, what is the point in this? So I think it's just like it's so easy to get wrapped up in like the pace of everything. But I think like taking a step back is so powerful to really assess like how do I feel about this? Is yeah. this makes my brand? Is this even like like what is the point in this? So yeah, I don't know, maybe simple, but <laughs> that's just where I'm at right now. I was like nodding my head the whole time. And the reason I asked you why is that is because I've been feeling (laughs) these same feelings. Like, I don't know if it's my age. I don't know if it was the two years of the pandemic and everyone just like over delivering or over fighting, over sharing on social media. Or I don't know if it's like this new age of like reels and TikToks that like I can't keep up with, but it's really been hard for me too. Like when I started my business and which was like six and a half years ago, I like Instagram used to be genuinely just a place where you would like go on and share with your community. And it felt a little more intimate, a little more for lack of a better term, because I know it's curated a little more real. And now I feel like it is like, a lot of times you're just trying to keep up because it's what shift social media shifted from like connect with your community to make money. And there's nothing wrong with making money, but it it kind of became like a keeping up with the Joneses almost thing. Like, Oh, my reel didn't get this many views, but this one did it. It, it kind of like, it kind of just like effed with my head. And I think also as like we grow up, which we just talked about earlier and like, our lives change, like our priorities change. And maybe we're like more aware of like what we're seeing online or maybe just like more present to like the act of some people. I don't know. Like I have been getting like really, I go in and out like, cause I do love it. And that's how I've connected with my community, but I, it is annoying. Like it's like so hard to keep up with. I think for someone like myself, and I'm sure you, like, I know that I'm very confident and resilient and I'm mentally tough, but for people who maybe aren't, I think it just is kind of like, it's kind of a dangerous place because what it does is it kind of like makes people, whether they're even aware of it or not, compare themselves to everyone. And honestly, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter what your friend's doing, what so-and-so is doing, what down the street's doing. Like, I don't know, just when I actually step back and think about it, like what what is going on on Instagram right now? And everyone's just like kind of doing the same thing and like kind of just recreating everything. It's just, again, it's kind of just like what's the point. And I think the, the comparison, like what's it called? Abbott hole is just so dangerous. And I don't know, like, I don't know. I just think for for the younger generation, I feel kind of bad that they're growing up with like this like weird energy, weird vibe. That's like, it's just extra pressure. I don't think anyone needs. It's not useful to anyone. So yeah, yeah. I, I do not envy the teenagers right now, college students right now who are constantly having to like keep up with the Joneses at this age. And like, you're already, your brain is like literally not formed yet. So you're already discovering like who you are and learning more about yourself and to have all these influences coming in and comparisons coming in from like every angle. 
I feel like you, it's probably a lot more difficult for them to learn who they actually are instead of like who the world like is telling them they should be or like what lane they should be in. Um, so yeah, I am not envious of (laughs) that at all. How do you, like, I know that you just said this, like you're, it's probably a little bit different for our generation with like confidence and resilience, but like, how do you remain confident in all of the comparison of social media and the noise of social media? I've learned that it's okay to give myself space. I do not apologize. Like one of my biggest pet peeves with influencers is when they come on and apologize for taking time or taking the night off or whatever. Like you don't see any other profession where they're apologizing for going home and spending time with their family. Like it's actually absurd when we think about it. So I write about it a lot on the blog and I think just my own personal experiences challenges has really like taken me down the road to like wellness and I think like that's why it's become such a big topic for me is because like otherwise I would go insane so I just released a blog post actually I think last week about my best practices my wellness best practices and just things that I kind of like constantly revert back to when I'm feeling like anxious or anything like that I think learning to just give yourself space and to like take a time out from social media is okay I also do not scroll social social anymore I don't scroll Instagram that might sound kind of weird people I I don't really as much either I just find that it does nothing for me it does nothing for me except for make me anxious and feel like I'm not doing enough. And when you take a step back, it's like, for me, it like, I am going to use Instagram as I please. I'm not going to let Instagram dictate what it's going to do for me or not. I feel like if people are connecting with me as a human being, they're going to like seek me out or find my content. It's also a reason why I've spent a lot of years and time on my blog. Because at the end of the day, Instagram could disappear and then all of your work is gone. So getting back to your question about what I do, give myself space. I spend a lot of time outside. I'm big into nature, grounding, reading. I read a ton of mindset books, personal development, anything to do with like habits and just like resiliency and things like that um is huge for me so what and then also just like oh I'm sorry the internet like lagged and I didn't know you were still talking (laughs) all good continue no what I was gonna ask is um you said that you're really into wellness and um what are like your top three or maybe just like your something that in the wellness field that you're just like currently binging or obsessed with right now? Um, I would say like very simple things. Like you don't need money. You don't need anything for me. It's literally walking outside in the morning, getting clarity on my day and setting my intentions, even just to myself, taking a bath, you know, like even just once a week and like 
reading and like making time to read. I know it doesn't really sound like anything to do with wellness, but for me, the types of books that I read and what I fill my brain with help me kind of like rewire whatever is not connecting properly. So those probably would be like my top three. And then just like getting into things like such as skincare. Like when I used to talk about skincare, people always kind of thought that, you know, oh, like it's kind of so superficial and like, oh, it's like whatever. But that's part of my wellness routine, right? It's like part of taking care of myself. And when I'm taking care of myself, I can literally handle anything. And I've seen what happens when I don't take care of myself, when I'm not reading, when I'm not exercising, when I'm not getting whatever I need, like whatever simple thing that is, I've just, I've seen the negative effects as well as the positive effects. So this has just become how I live. Totally. When you take care of yourself, you can take care of everyone else way better or just like love and pour into people better. I'm, I'm like that with, um, fitness, like exercise is something that I just love so much. And if I don't do it, It's not that like it's an addiction anymore to where I'm like, I have to do it in order to feel validated. It's more so like it mentally gets me into a space where I can like love others better. And so why wouldn't I spend, you know, 30 minutes to 45 minutes moving my body if that makes me love others better, if it makes me show up as a better wife, a better mom, a better human? Because it's a domino effect, right? Yeah. exercise like I lost a couple people in my family a few years ago and literally that was like my therapy mm-hmm. not in an addictive way and not in like a like I don't know just in a sense of like for me like that kind of started the trajectory then you want to drink more water you want to make better eating decisions you sleep better I don't know just like that for me like movement and fitness is like kind of both a starting point if I ever fall off, I know that's where I need to pick up again, because as soon as I pick that back up, everything else will kind of like align. Yeah, that's true. It is like a domino effect. Like once you start taking care of one area of your life, like you want to see the other areas of your life flourish and you're more motivated to actually, I guess, invest that time into the other areas. Like skincare, Mm -hmm. I just going back to the skincare of it all, I never used to like take care of my skin and now I'm 33. So like the time is now (laughs) actually the time was 10 years ago, but I just started, um, getting into a skincare routine because I was like, like, why wouldn't I want to feel my best in 10 more in the next 10 years? Like when I'm 43, I want to look back and be like, Oh, I'm so glad. Like I started taking care of my skin. Cause you know, I feel better in my skin now. Same with exercise. Like I'm so, star- I'm so glad that I fell in love with movement 10 years ago because now it's a, it's like a natural discipline for me. Like it's a part of my everyday. And the only way to make something like ingrained into your routine is to, is that consistency and repetitiveness in the beginning. And then you eventually like, can't imagine your life without it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there is a fine line. There's a fine line between uh, consistency and like addiction or letting it rule you or, you know, and I've crossed those lines and definitely in exercise and eating. But um, once you get that, like, uh, I guess, happy medium between like enjoyment and like also discipline it, I don't know, it, it, it changes you. 
you kind of can just move with the flow of life and just kind of go with the flow. I find that when I'm not doing these practices, it feels like I'm fighting against the stream, if that makes sense. Whereas when I'm taking good care of myself and I'm paying attention to how I feel and how things are affecting me, whether that's positively or negatively, it allows me to just be in the flow better. I can like make decisions better on the fly. I'm not reactive. I'm just like a better human being all around. So that's why wellness and certain topics on my blog have become so popular and so like important to me because I write what I experience. So that's just been my experience. And the more that I share and more vulnerable that I've been lately, I feel like the more I'm connecting with my audience, which at the end of the day is all I really care about. So. Well, totally. And like, if you're writing about something that you don't care about, I know you can tell when you're following someone on Instagram and you can tell it's like so curated and almost like fake what they're sharing. You're like, oh, wow, that's just like not genuine. I And you obviously, yeah. you obviously care about what you write about, which comes off more genuine, more vulnerable, more like real. <laughs> Look, I just think like there's a lot of fish in the sea and there's a lot of choice. People have a lot of choice. So I feel like for me anyways, like I need to trust the people that I'm following almost or the people that I'm consuming regularly. It's so important to have that. And so, yeah, I don't know. Um, I feel like this conversation was meant to happen because this has been my brain in the last year. I, and I really think like change, like having a kid changed my perspective on things where, which it should, I mean, it's literally a human being coming out of you, but, but it like changes your perspective on like what matters and what time you spend investing in certain things or on the opposite thing of like how much time you need to invest in yourself so you can be a better mom. And, um, it's always good to like, connect with someone who is kind of on the same tra- trajectory as you where you're like okay I'm not alone in this 100% and I think that's kind of why I've opened myself up a little bit more is because like there's just a level of depth that you get when you're completely vulnerable that doesn't really come like I don't know. That's, and that's kind of why I lean towards my blog more so than even Instagram is just being able to share your vulnerability and the experiences that you've gone through and to be able to like lay it out on the table. I don't don't know. I just, there's something really powerful in that. And it wasn't ever anything that I was planning on kind of like going that route, but it's just kind of how it's all evolved. And like I said, I was trying to like go with the flow and I love it. I love what you're doing. I love that you're following your convictions and, you know, doing things that make you happy. (laughs) Um, Okay. I have four questions that I ask every single guest at the end of the podcast. So I'm going to ask that before um, we wrap up and then I'm going to give you a chance to share with my listeners where they can find you and follow you and read your blog and all that. Um, Okay. First question, which I kind of already asked, but now it can be like anything, but my first question is what's something you're binging right now? And it can be like a TV show, a book, a food that you're obsessed with right now, a wine, like anything. My husband is away for a few days. So after today, big day today, I'm going to binge Beverly Hills Housewives. Oh my God. I like 
Yeah, I can't. I don't. I don't care what anyone thinks. I love Housewives. I need to watch it to just literally decompress. It's like mindless nothingness. It's entertaining. I love it. So that's what I'm binging right now. <laughs> Same. I am obsessed with the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Salt Lake City. Those are my two oh, favorites. Coming back. I know it's coming back. And all things Kardashians, which they're back too. So. I'm still finishing season one. So. Okay. I'm excited <laughs> to start season two today. Um, okay. Next question is what is something that you're really looking forward to in the rest of this year? So in 2022. Ooh, um, I'm looking forward to seeing how the rest of the year is going to manifest itself because I feel like I've been in kind of like a metamorphosis of such and I feel like there's a lot of like transitions that will be happening on my website and with the brand moving forward. So I'm kind of just looking forward to that. I'm also calling me crazy, but we're like knee deep in our holiday planning right now. So I'm kind of looking forward to this Christmas because my little guy will be one and a half. And last year he was a blob. So it'll be fun. Yeah. How old is what? Um, when's his birthday? Mine will be one and a half too. July 25th. Okay. Mine's August 13th. So we're like right around the same baby. Um, And it's a a boy too. So we're just living the same life. Um, Okay. My third question is what's something that you really love about yourself right now? Um, Right now I'm very proud of myself for just sticking to my guns, whether that be with my vision for my business, with like family drama, with anything and everything I just I finally feel like I'm at a point I've always been a confident person but I feel like I'm like standing in my power right now if that makes any sense and like really being very clear on what I will allow into my life what I won't allow into my life and kind of like how I want my the rest of my life to go and I just I I'm I'm really like happy with how everything has panned out good and bad and trust me there's been a lot of bad stuff but I just, yeah, I'm feeling good in my skin and I'm proud of myself and I'm excited for the future. So That's amazing. Yeah. I really love, and I wish we said this more to ourselves to just, I love that you just said, I'm proud of myself because I think we'd spend a lot of time ripping ourselves apart <laughs> or like breaking ourselves down or focusing on things that we lack. But like to really say like, Hey, I'm proud of you. When you look in the mirror, it's like, I'm just like not looking for it from other places and other people. Like you can be that for yourself, yeah. you know, but it takes time to like even think that way. So totally. Um, Okay. Final question is if you could leave our listeners with like one little post-it note that they can put on their mirror, like one little nugget of truth, what would that be? Just believe in yourself. Honestly, it sounds so cliche and dumb, whatever. But honestly, if you don't believe in yourself, no one else will. Mm. No one else will. And no one's going to do things the way that you do. So know that like your your secret sauce is how you're different. Mm. And just believe in yourself and like go do what you got to do. Honestly, if you get I love that. Your secret sauce. <laughs> That's good. Um, okay. I just wrote it down. Cause I like wanted to put that on, literally put a post-it note on my mirror. Um, okay. Where can my listeners find you if they want to connect with you and learn more about you? 
it might change actually by the time this episode airs. Um, but on Instagram, it's my full name. So Sydney Sophia, Spanish, blame my husband. No one can pronounce. Um, but we'll leave it down in the show notes, right? Yeah, for sure. Sydney yeah. Sophia. Right now my blog is theworkinggirl.ca, but it will be changed to sydneysophias.com. So depending Ooh. on the timing of this airs, you could see some changes on the site, but otherwise they'll be coming. So well, definitely follow Sydney on Instagram. And I really loved talking with you and our conversation and getting to know you better. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. And listeners, I will talk to you next week. Bye. Whoa.